Welcome back to another episode of Chef Phoebe's Whispers. I'm Chef Phoebe, and it's Pie Day. That's right. It is officially March 14th, which is 3.14, um, which is recognized as Pie Day. P-I Day, not P-I-E Day, for the mathematical symbol, Pi. I'm not going to get into math because that will give all of us heartache. Seriously, all of us. But I thought I'd change it around and talk about pie, P-I-E, you know, culinary podcast and whatnot. Eh, it's a podcast about whatever it is about. But today we're going to talk about pie. And the easiest place to start is, I wouldn't call this easy, but the most obvious place to start would be to define pie. And the question, so elegantly put, what is pie? Not the mathematical equation. Please don't. Let's not go there. There are some gifted people who can name a lot of the digits after the point, past the point one four. Um, I'm not one of them, but there are a lot of gifted people out there who can. That's yeah, lucky or bored. I don't. I don't know. They're both lucky and bored. Eh, gifts come in different shapes and sizes. Anyway, pie in a culinary sense, um, as much as you can define pie, is a baked dish of fruits or meats and vegetables, typically with the top and base of pastry. That's how the internet, like dictionary.com, defines pie in the culinary sense. But if you know any, it's really hard to define any dish as just one thing from a culinary standpoint because it can be interpreted, reinterpreted, um, decomposed, recomposed into something different, updated, and so many, like, any dish can almost become anything in the hands of different people, different backgrounds, and different thoughts. It's just, if you ask 10 people to make a pie, I'm sure you'll get 10 different pies. Even if 10 people make apple pies, you'll get 10 different apple pies. I don't tell. Even if a bro- even if twins make an apple pie, there's it's not gonna be the same. People have different tastes. They it's just mm, defining a dish is quite difficult. But that's the basic meaning. It's a big dish of fruit or meat and vegetables, typically typically with a top and a base of pastry. That's the general definition. I'm seriously considering um, changing my podcast to a podcast of me and my cat because she's very lively tonight. Um, she's just very energetic at night in general. 
like she likes to just like <laughs> take my son's toys, stash them away during the daytime and then at nighttime like toss them <laughs> across the floor all night into the early morning. So that is currently what she's doing, along with being a very vocal kitty. She was like sleep all day. Yeah, catch a nocturnal. But yeah, maybe I should change my podcast into like Phoebe and the Cat. It's a cute name too. <laughs> anyway, back to pies, maybe. We'll see what the cat has to say about this. Um so that brings up the question of what can we define as a pie? Like, is a pizza a pie? Um, is a cobbler a pie? Pizza can be they call it pizza pie sometimes. Um, but fun fact, that's only when referring to the entire circular pie. Because you know pies are circular usually, typically, sometimes, rarely nowadays. Anyway, <laughs> pies used to be circular all the time. So the whole pie um is referred to in its whole. Pizza pie is referred to in its whole. You can't call a slice of pie a pizza pie. I don't, I don't know why, but they were very serious about that. Um, but yeah, is pizza a pie in the sense of the general definition of it? I don't know. Because then there's another question. Is pizza a sandwich? And technically, we've all come to the conclusion in my culinary class... Um, that pizza is a sandwich. So therefore, can it be a pie and a sandwich? Can it be a sandwich pie? I don't know. It's really up to interpretation. More or less, the same thing goes for a cobbler. Though, to be technical... Well, pizza has its own definition too, but I was going to say cobbler has its own definition. It's cobbler's... Are typically dishes made of fruit with pieces of dough mixed in and then baked instead of at the bottom or on top. But I feel like nowadays, with the like I mentioned, deconstruction and reconstruction um, popularity or trend or whatever. You can call it cobbler pie. <laughs> I mean, like, like a deconstructed pie, right? It's, again, something only interpretation can decide. <laughs> you you decide what to buy to you. And that's one of the fun things about food. It's how you interpret it, typically. Um, and many people can interpret things however they want. And you can't really say much about it. Like, I can't complain that someone doesn't like frozen, like, smoothies. Like, or rather, interpretations is the theme, right? So, like, if they interpret, well, I don't know. (laughs) I was going to say if they interpret, like, a... Ice, put an ice cream in a blender with milk and call it a smoothie. Um, technically that's a shake, but if you want to call it a smoothie, cause you like, you know, see, 
up to interpretation. We may disagree, but words are just words. Some person or some group of people gave each one of these words a definition and put them in a large book called the dictionary. Therefore, if people can decide what words are, then we can decide how we use them for the most part. At least in the food industry, we can. One of the many leeways we have <laughs> in the culinary industry. One thing with individual interpretations, I thought it would be cool to go ahead and look up pies in different um, countries on different continents. Whatever. Okay, originally this list was a lot longer. But what happens is you run into different versions of the same thing. Um, for example, a meat pie. They're like in several different countries. But they consist of locally grown spices and things like that, which is, it's still a meat pie, but it's completely different flavor profile because of what they have there. But, so I try to avoid things that would clash, like, I don't want to say a German meat pie and then an Australian meat pie because, you know, same thing, but completely different kind of concept. So I narrowed the list to just a few um, interesting ones, not a lot, but I, of course, I don't know. I feel like I should do United States last. Nah. All right, I'm going to do the midway because I don't want to do the first. <laughs> Besides, it's the most boring, uh, whatever, I'm not going to start with the U.S. I'm going to start with... The cat says we should start with Korea. <laughs> Ironic. <laughs> Nothing. Um, so, Korea has these beef hand pies, which usually, not always, and can change, um, consist of beef short ribs, rice noodles, hoisin sauce, chili sauce, and so on. So, it's this is what I meant when. I said it's like flavors of their region with the meats they cook. Like Korea is known for making like really great like short ribs or beef in general. They do great things with beef over there. Um, I think in Asia in general, they get like really creative with, I won't even want to say creative, but they have like good cooking methods or just like seasonings and I don't know. They treat beef well, I suppose, is what I'm trying to say. They do a good job with it. That and Japan has, a, like, a big seafood presence. Even though we're not talking about Japan. You know, thoughts, they spiral. But, yeah, pop, a popular pie. These are popular pies in these locations. If I haven't said that. I can barely remember. I'm trying to keep up with the cat at this point. Um, but, yeah, popular pie in Korea is the beef hand pies. Consisting of those ingredients I already mentioned. I don't know. And, you know, hand pies are... You take the dough. 
Sorry, I gotta figure out how to explain it because <laughs> I can see it in my head, but like transitioning it into words is always the like pause moment. You take a sheet of dough, you cut them into smaller shapes, not to fit a whole pie pan. You fill it and you fold it over in different ways. I can't even say in a particular way, but you fold it into different ways. It's like those handheld apple pies, um, not the kind we get from like the corner stores but i guess that's a handheld by too whatever it shows that those things don't <laughs> are, com- are commercial products of food actually still considered the food they were meant to be <laughs> like hot pockets the ones with pepperoni and cheese in it can you consider that a pizza or is it just a Hot Pocket, which is just name brand? But, like, are they the damn thing? Or are they still considered pizza? Which versus, like... Like, even DiGiorno has that thing with, like... It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. But, like, it's still pizza, right? But no, no, no. It's DiGiorno. <laughs> so, or, like, those little pies we get from, like, the little Debbie pies. Still considered Pies. Obviously, they are pies, but I'm just saying the commercial version of things are like always on the other side of the coin from what we think of when we say when we talk about food. Maybe that's just me, like from a like a foodie point of view. Is that the case? I don't know. But I spent all this time on this one place. Moving on from Korea, I'm going to move on to England, which this one's pretty popular. One of their popular pies is a shepherd's pie, which consists of typically ground meat cooked in a gravy or sauce of some kind with some onions, a layer of mashed potatoes, and then baked. Um, I'm not big on mashed potatoes lately. I used to like mashed potatoes a lot when I was younger. I don't know. From the bottom, I'm not. I don't. I'm not big on them. My son likes them. Um, I don't <laughs> like if I make mashed potatoes with a meal. I usually leave them off my plate or put like maybe half a teaspoon on my plate. <laughs> like even if they're good mashed potatoes, I'm just. I don't know. Starches are just. I wish they were more creative, I guess. There's rice and there's potatoes and there's bread, side dishes. And there's like different versions of rice and what what moving on from England, because I could talk about this all day, to Okay, so similar to Korean pies, Africa has handmade pies, which is ground beef, Irish potatoes, and usually carrots. Um I think it's like, when I think of these, and based on the pictures, it closely reminds me of like a beef patty, but with potatoes and carrots, and obviously seasonings that are local to them. And I feel like it tastes really good. And I feel like they're crust, because like, I don't know, places that have done things by hand for longer than other places. Um, 
this is the United States. We kind of make everything with machines a lot sooner than some other places. Like, Japan still makes, like, noodles by hand. They have this whole art of stretching noodles. Um, places that love to make things literally by hand have, like, great results. Like, people are receiving up about Japanese noodles. And I feel like Africa would have, like, a great, like, pie crust. Savory pie crust. I don't really have any reason why other than the fact that I know they've probably done it by hand for longer than in the United States for sure. Lazy people. <laughs> we just throw everything in the machine. I'm not gonna lie, it's convenient. It's really convenient. Like when you got lot shit to do, you're just like, Oh yeah, this machine has a dough hook. You make my bread for me. I'm not gonna need it for like thirty minutes. You know that's convenient, so you could do other stuff. But bread that's done by hand is always better. There's like no doubt about it. Okay, so we did Korea, England. Africa. So I have to do the United States because I think we're like in the middle. Which is the most popular pie in the United States as of 2018, and I feel like this has not changed. <laughs> is I'm pretty sure you can guess it. Apple pie. It's a, it was apparently voted 12% of America's favorite pie in 2018. And while you think 12%? Oh, that's so low. But 12% of people in in America, a very diverse place, so we call it, um, has 12% of its population picking the same exact pie. And, like, that means, like, there's just so many results. The mix of people here, so they have, like, different flavors. Uh, so it should be. But 12% is a high amount for a lot of the population to be picking the same thing. And if you really break it, you can also break it down to like the north versus the south. In the south, they do a lot more pecans and pumpkins and like um, sweet potato pies. And in the north, for some reason, we hunted like a lot of apples and fruit pies. And like there are a lot of tarts also. I feel like the land somewhere in the middle when it comes to tarts. Or, I don't know, yeah, tarts are just, like, really popular. I feel like everywhere except the really super wintry states, they're, like, always exceptional. Like, right on the border of Canada, they're like, I don't, what do you need a fruit tart for? It's always cold here. Bring me something hot. But the U.S. most popular buy is apple pie and I, I can believe that having done my own um, research on asking people what their favorite pie was moving on US England how did I skip Japan Japan because I talked about them so I thought I did them but I didn't you see always talking about stuff and always forgetting stuff Japan Japanese, Japan has a Japanese fruit pie, is what I was trying to say. It consists of eggs, dried coconut, raisins, and from that point, there are, like, a lot of different variations on it. But the general sense is it has dried coconut raisins and eggs in it. And, like, every grandma 
does it differently. Why do we always put the baking on grandmas? Like, I get the whole, oh, grandma makes, like, chocolate chip cookies for you. And, I mean, my grandmother is a great baker, too. But that's not what I'm trying to say. Like, why is it always generally your grandma? But that's a great, like, <laughs> I don't know. But it doesn't seem wrong somehow. But it's literally confusing how we got there. I don't think there's no going back. I'm going to be one of those grandma. My son is literally already saying, Mommy, go bake. Not go make, go bake. He literally knows what he's asking for. I'm like, uh, muffins? Like, what do you mean, go bake? Uh, bread? Like, he knows the difference. It's funny. So I'm definitely going to be one of those grandmas who are known for, like, making great versions of things. <laughs> In the far, 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 far decades away future. Um... <laughs> U.S., England, Japan, Korea, India has the most supplies, um, consisting of some of the ingredients anyway, um, and the version that I looked up online. Because have potatoes, mustard seeds, curry powder, ginger, cumin, red pepper flakes, peas, carrots, onions, veggie stock, and milk. This seems to be more towards a vegetable buy with spices and herbs I guess because like I said there are a lot of different versions of it and I don't know I feel like I don't know it's just too many vegetables it's not just too many vegetables first of all I don't I don't I don't like peas they're just unless they're still in the little snap pea form in the snap thing and they're like raw snap peas that's that's it I don't like those little individual, like, little devil things. Mm, no, not a fan. I don't know. It's one of my trigger foods. <laughs> like, I'm going to just form a list of my trigger foods one day, like, read them off. <laughs> but mm, peas are one of those things. But I do support, like, the ginger and the cumin and, like, the mustard seeds, red pepper flakes curry powder oh that sounds really good um on some meat like i feel like maybe like a lamb because curry powder is strong and for what i've known from making lamb roast is that it can stand up to strong ingredients such as rosemary like we use a lot of rosemary and rosemary is strong Strong, strong, like just abundantly strong. It's not one of my favorite things, but in the lamb, like despite the fact that it seemed like it was a lot, and I was like not a fan, it turned out really well. So knowing that about lamb, I feel like curry powder would probably go well there. Mm -hmm. Try that one day. But those are a couple of pies around the world and i just wanted to point out that if you noticed only two of the pies on this list and not on purpose either were sweet the rest were savory pies so i just like want to go back to the beginning when i said we were going to talk about pies how open-minded were you about 
sweet and and savory pies were you just thinking sweet pies or was savory on your list too because when i asked people i got a majority of people who liked sweet pies as their favorite and i wasn't sure if it was because they only thought i meant sweet pies when i asked what their favorite pie was or if it was because I have, like, a slight reputation of making sweets more than savory food. So people just assume I meant sweet. Like, I don't know. But a lot of people did pick sweet pies. And as promised, I will, you know, shout out those people's favorite pies um, that I said I would do from last week's episode. Um... Most of these people, actually, all these people are people I know. <laughs> so, um, where do we start? I would go in alphabetical order, but I didn't organize it like that. So, I'm going to just go on my route down. Chef Wong, who was my bake shop chef two semesters ago, three semesters ago. She taught me my bake shop one and my bake shop two um, simultaneously, actually. Um, and she's like, okay. She was a great chef to have. And, like, we're still, we talk every now and then. We have, like, baking issues. Um, but sometimes she has to talk. And I'm not taking her class anymore. Her favorite pie was a mixed berry pie um, that excluded strawberries. Um, because she said strawberries gives us too much liquid. So it's like a blackberry, blueberry, raspberry pie. Which sounds really good. Um, and I think it was the only berry pie that I received. Because, I don't know, when I think of berries, I think of more tarts than pies. But that was hers. Um, Estania, my classmate, um, she likes apple, but also pumpkin pie. Um, she was indecisive between the two pies. Which, you know, a lot of people like apple pie. Draken, my brother, who made that song for us, like, two episodes ago. Um, again, check out his YouTube channel at Tyrant Draken. Um, Tyrannic Draken, rather. He likes apple pie, though the kid eats anything. <laughs> Virtually. He's, like, over six foot tall. Like, those people eat because they have to, to survive. Um, my father likes peach cobbler and apple pie. And this is when the debate of, is peach cobbler really a pie cousin? to play but I think it can be like I mentioned earlier so my mother never like got back to me but I know she likes a variety of pies like my grandmother makes like a really good sweet potato pie and I feel like that's probably one of her favorites um she also likes a good chicken pot pie I would say I don't know if I'm correct but I feel like those I feel like those might be her favorites. The the sweet potato pie, anyway. I don't know. I hope I'm right. Um, Faye's like apple pie. I'm gonna move on from there because I can't talk about that for too long. Um, Chef Levinson, who is currently my breakfast and pantry chef. You guys call them professors, but they are chefs. Um, likes an apple pie for sweet pies, 
but meat pies for savory pies and it was like really kind of funny because like you ask a chef um a general like what their favorite anything is they go well, I don't know. What are we talking about here? Like, what are the parameters? That's the kind of answer that I got. And it was, like, super, like, funny. Because I felt, I, like, knew that was the kind of answer I was going to get. Um, he doesn't have a, like, favorite, favorite pie. But, like, I asked him to narrow it down. And that's what I got. Crystal was also in my breakfast and pantry class. Likes an apple pecan pie. One I can't remember if I ever had. But it sounds pretty good because soft apples plus crunchy pecans. That was a good one. Um, Edward from my honor society likes a green tomato pie. He was actually the first person to give me a savory pie. Also, never had a green tomato pie. I don't really think I've had green tomatoes a lot to begin with. But, like, I'm interested. And... I'm undecided on what my favorite pie is. I don't, like, I feel like Chef Levickson, like, what are the parameters here? What are we talking about? Like, there's a lot of different things. There's a lot of issues I gotta lay out here. Um, and this podcast don't have much time. But I don't know. I don't eat a lot of savory pies. Uh, and like I said, pizza's a sandwich, not a pie. I mean, it could be a pie, but I consider pizza more of a sandwich. But, like, when it comes to, like, pot pies, I don't eat them a lot. I'm not a wet bread type of person. And I feel like that's where my mind goes when I think of savory pies. Um, But that's not true. And also, that could be true for sweet pies. It's just, you know, sugar foods. (laughs) I can't explain them. They're just there. Maybe I should do an episode on sugar foods. Should that be the next episode? That will be fun. We'll see. I have to check my schedule. I might already have next episode planned out. Um, and trigger foods is like really more of a canvassing with people type thing. So I might save that for later on when I have a lot more people to canvass. But that sounds fun. I feel like we'll trigger a lot of people with that episode. Sorry. Funny pun I couldn't let go. Yeah, those are the list of people who told me what their favorite pies were. Um, and the list was mostly savory, mostly sweet. Sorry, mostly sweet with like two savories, maybe three. I don't know. I just feel like when you think pie, you think dessert. Like, I was gonna say when you think cake, you think dessert. But I have a hard time thinking of a savory cake. Though I'm sure there might be some out there. Or either a neutral cake where it could be it could be paired with something sweet or savory. I know those exist. Like a couple of weeks back, I forgot what we were doing. Um oh, we were making cream cheese. Um we made a roasted vegetable cream cheese for bagels because we did bagels and locks kind of thing. And it made me think. Is there, like, a savory cheesecake? When I say cheesecake, I mean, like, the method of making a cheesecake, which is cream cheese and custard form. But, like, a garlic cheesecake with, like, a nice, I don't know, bready-like crust. Like, maybe a French bread-like crust or something. Like, pair with, like, a nice French dish. And you would get, like, the tiniest of triangle. 
to like put on like the rest of your food like take like the tiniest bit it would be mostly for presentation of the cheesecake form anyway it wouldn't be something you just like eat a slice of but like something you put tiny triangles on plates to pair with other foods savory cheesecakes take some like research because that roasted vegetable um cream cheese was really good and that's how i can i got to there um but so far back around i asked my chef i couldn't think of any savory cheesecake applications and the internet is not really helpful when you type in really strange suggestions they just give you did you mean actual cheesecakes these are all the cheesecakes we have like oreo cheesecake strawberry cheesecake. no i don't want those but I guess it's really kind of hard to look up a new concept of something. But I don't know if it's... I'm sure there are other people who thought of it, is my point. I don't know. Savory cheesecakes. What are your opinions on that? Or, like, sweet food, savory, and savory food, sweet. Which is, like, they do that a lot on Good Mythical Morning, which is a YouTube channel. Um, They're very interesting, the swaps of the foods. Um, but they haven't done cheesecake. I should make them do cheesecake. Yeah. Anyway. We're gonna move on to Worth the Whisper, where I talk about things that's either trending or in the news, and the food industry, things that pique my interest. Um, and sometimes I come across these things randomly, um, because, you know, Google tends to give you news that... You've already looked at the algorithms. But yeah, that's what happens. And sometimes I actually have to search for them because when I say history, it repeats itself. So that's daily news, man. Like, it's the same thing over and over. Even if it's not the same thing, it's somehow the exact same thing. But I found one that was fairly interesting this week. Um, it's McDowell's. Not McDonald's, but McDowell's. It's a knockoff McDonald's from a 1988 Eddie Murphy comedy coming to America. Right? Weird. Why are we talking about a fictional restaurant based off a real restaurant? Well, it's going to be temporarily real as well. It's going to be a temporary, temporary knockoff. Like, it can't last forever because McDonald's has a lot of corporate lawyers, so they're not going to let that slide. But McDowell's is coming to New Jersey for a little bit over a week um, as a promotion for Coming to America 2, which is a sequel that they just came out with on Amazon Prime on March 4th. So basically what's happening is, I guess it was really funny. I have not seen this movie. Um, or either I've seen it a long, long time ago. I don't remember it. Um, but when I think of it, I think of like the Good Burger where it just like makes fun of like other restaurants. Like, I, whatever. Which I guess only 90 kids would know what I mean when I just said that. It's like a generational thing, I guess. I guess McDowell's was like 1988 version of a good burger in the 90s. I don't know. But it's going to be real for a short time. 
and their menu is pretty funny. It consists of a Big Mac, which is literally the exact same thing as a Big Mac, except a sesame seed bun. That's how they avoid lawsuits. You just have to change one thing. That's really super funny. Because we all know McDonald's secret sauce really ain't that secret anymore. But I'm not getting into that because that's also trigger food. It's, it's like this mayo on it. But, but in order to not get sued, they just left off the sesame seed bun from Big Mac. And called it a Big Mac. It also consists of chicken chunks. Not chicken nuggets. A meatless mick, which is um for no vegetarians. This is a vegetarian burger. Same things, no sesame seed bun. Um and a magnum mick, which is eight patties, eight slices of cheese on a long roll. Again, no sesame seed. Apparently, McDonald's has trademarked sesame seed buns. I don't know. I guess um, there was a lot of discussion with some lawyers to get this to happen. But it's only going to exist for a short time. It's going to exist from April 16th through April 25th. And you have to buy tickets to go to the event. I feel like it's like a live play, really. Like You're paying to participate in an experience where you also get food. It sounds fun. It's like a show and dinner where we technically are the show, but thankfully not the dinner because that would be a horror movie and I don't know, good time for that. <laughs> nah. But that was super interesting. And I also find it funny that the original movie came out in 1988 and they just did a sequel. <sighs> I'm tempted to watch both movies, but Lord knows I don't have the time. There's a whole thing in my list that I should be watching. I'm, like, way behind in The Good Doctor. Forgot to fit in time. Because this podcast is coming out a day early, I didn't... And my art project is killing me this week. Seriously. I've, I've like, worked on it for, like, five days straight. It's really deep. I have to use over 40 colors. Um, There's a lot of shapes involved. And there can be no white space. Also, the paint I have is only primary color, so I have to mix at least, like, I want to say 34, no, 36 colors. If I use the ones out the tube, that's fine. But it's just, oh my goodness gracious. This one I might actually put on my culinary Instagram because it took so much out of me. I usually just put my art projects on my regular Instagram. Um... Speaking of my Instagram, you can follow me at Phoebe underscore W dot T. And because it's Pi Day, I'm going to, I have a story of um, me when I made pies in 2019. And when I made it again for the holiday season in 2020, um, I'm going to repost that in my timeline um, because it seems appropriate and like, why not? You know, and you can see that it's a tremendous difference, and like tremendous. Like I don't even know. I had I made little pies out of puff pastries a while ago. For some reason, 
I didn't take a picture of that. I was looking through my phone, wondering where the hell they went, but I didn't have any. That would have been my pie day Instagram post. But instead, um, I guess as of yesterday, I did a dinner for breakfast post. Oh, wait, no. Breakfast for dinner post. Breakfast for dinner, dinner for breakfast. Not getting into that today, but (laughs) I did a breakfast for dinner post because I just finished my breakfast part of my breakfast and pantry class, like from here on after the midterm, which is this week. I don't know what's going on this week and last week. Like these two weeks are just like screwing me over. (laughs) But after our midterm, which is this Wednesday, we're going to be moving over to salads and sandwiches. Um, vinaigrettes, and then after that, um, like the last three weeks, like cold platters, like um, shrimp platters, shrimp cocktail, um, we're going to make hummus, and things of that nature. Well, I'll know more about it when we get there. But since it was the end of my breakfast part, I thought, why not throw all of my knowledge from the last, like, six weeks, five weeks, into an Instagram post, which was my breakfast for dinner post which you again can see on my instagram at phoebe underscore w dot t um like it share it do what you wish with it but that's it for today by day march 14th and if you haven't noticed i did mention it but this podcast came out early for you guys for this day because letting this opportunity pass by would have just been foolish. But I'll figure out what we're talking about next week. It might not be trigger foods, but it might be trigger foods. We'll see. Again, I'm Chef Phoebe and this was Chef Phoebe Whispers. See you guys next week.